The following program contains adult content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. As I say in the intro, my name is Laura Coronado, and I am your host, and this is season two, episode 14, and we're talking about dating dun, 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 black men. And why am I even having a podcast episode about dating black men? Why is this a topic of conversation? Why is it a thing that when you are not black and you date a black man, that people notice, people note it. Um, It's a thing. When you're a single woman, that in of itself is a thing. And then when you're a single woman and you're doing things like traveling alone, buying a home on your own, um, living alone, um, just, you know, being a single woman is a thing in of itself. And then part of the whole single woman experience, those things that people notice, like no one really seems to bat an eye when I walk into a restaurant with a white man or an Asian man. And of course, certainly not with a fellow Latino, seeing as how I myself am Mexican-American, Chicana, Latina, Hispanic. Yet I walk in with a black man and people seem to notice. And when I say people... I've noticed it's not necessarily black people who seem to bat an eye or notice or care. Um, But it is um, my own people, my gente, other uh, Mexican-Americans or other Latinos notice. Um, And white people, which strikes me as odd. But if you're not black and you're a single woman and you're dating black men, it's a thing. So I want to talk about that with my friend, Michelle, who was on season one, and we talked about bad dates. And she's white, and she dates black men. And she agrees that part of her single woman experience, it does seem to be a thing with other people, who's, it's none of their damn business, that she dates black men. So we're going to have an honest, respectful, but very honest discussion about this. Now, as you know, I was previously married, and I was married to a white man. And I am originally from Texas. And so I met him when I lived in Texas, and we married in Texas. And in Texas, um, the fact that he was white, and I am Mexican American, it was actually a thing. It was a thing among my gente, my people. And it was a thing among white people outside of Austin, Texas. In Austin, Texas, we didn't really experience um, that so much. But anytime we were outside of Austin, it seemed to be a thing that we were an interracial relationship. Once we left Texas, um, we didn't really experience it that much more. But still, in this day and age, in 2020, um, as I am a single woman, 
and I date black men, I see that people notice that people are looking. It seems to be a thing when you're not black and you're a single one and you date black men. Why is that? So let's talk about it. And I hope you enjoy the conversation. And what I really hope, and I know it's not going to happen as a result of this one little podcast episode, but what I really hope is that in my lifetime, dating black men when you yourself are not black will stop being a thing. Thank you for listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I've brought in a single woman who was with us last season. It's my friend, Michelle, and we talked about bad dates. So she was part of Bad Dates Part 2. And just to refresh your memory, she's the one who dated um, OCD Carlton. And then there was also the guy that she had a good date with, but then he later on called her to bail him out of jail or wherever. (laughs) So welcome back, Michelle. Thanks for being on the show again. Thank you so much that I, I don't know if I ever will receive a better introduction than that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this is my friend, Michelle, who had to bail a guy out of jail. (laughs) I did not bail out of jail, but yeah, he that's true. blew up my shit constantly trying to get me. <laughs> you know, so um, those two episodes did really well for me, the bad date episodes. Um, one, of course, many women could relate. But then I believe it or not, I actually have men who listen to the show and um, they come back to me and they are like, oh my God, do guys really do that? Or do those bad dates really happen? Like they can't believe it. And there's a part of me that's kind of like, ah, fucker. Like you're one of those bad dates. Like I know you are. But um, those those shows did really well and people did really love your whole story about the jail yeah, guy. And- here's the thing. Like I think honestly, like the good guys really mm-hmm. can't believe that they're like fellow men or brothers or whatever would have you can actually be such weirdos. <laughs> Like, I, I honestly think that, like, the true good guys that are out there are so appalled by some of the behavior that women do have to go through. It's true. That is the feedback I am getting from men. Like, they do seem rather appalled. But, I mean, I find it hard to believe that they don't know. I mean, how can you not know? Like, you're friends with other men. Like, surely you know what pieces of shit they are. Yeah, but I think honestly, it's, you know, for the ones that don't do them, do it themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like how you don't want some crazy ass girl giving you a bad name because you don't really true. act like that, right? True, true. You know, true, it's true. like, yeah. you know, I'm not one of the crazy females that people post memes about on Instagram. True. That is true. I and get so it. I, I, get I think, you know, whereas, you know, a lot of people, both male and female, are crazy as as hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also don't want to have them give us all a bad name. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. But, so I would uh, hope, in all honesty, I would hope some of the guys that are listening out here were appalled by some of the bad date behavior because, oh yeah, 
as a woman, I was appalled by it. And, (laughs) And I think just like abhorrent behavior, it transcends both male and female. True, true. Because it transcends common sense and it transcends mm-hmm. logic and it transcends sanity. 100%. So yeah. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about bad dates. No, today. we're not. We're actually going to talk about, well, in a sense, I would think good dates. Some of my best dates ever have been with black men. And that's what we're going to talk about. And I want to mm-hmm. be clear to listeners that I am Latina. I am not black. Michelle is white and she is not black. So And we're going to talk about what it's like for us as women who are not black to date black men. And the first thing I want to call out is the fact that this is even a subject. Yes, I agree. Yeah. The fact that dating black men is a thing and uh, one of the things it is considered, at least for me, is um, I'm a naughty girl because I date black men. I have white men who are like, ooh. You date black men like it turns them on to knowing that I date black men. They don't they don't act like that when I mention that I date Asian men or that I date Latino men. But when I say black men, white men are kind of like that little Scooby Doo with the ear kind of like, you know, they're interested. They're like that much more turned on by me, like like it makes me that much more sluttier or naughtier or whatever. Right. Um, Right. So I want to ask you, like. What is your opinion on the fact that to date black men is like a thing? I think honestly for, and you know, I have, and like you, I do have to preface it and say that, you know, obviously these are merely my experiences. Um, I don't want to ever presume that I'm talking for either one race or another. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, just 100% my experiences I I personally think that it's this weird thing amongst white people specifically that it is the quote unquote forbidden fruit. Mm. And it's, you know, because obviously, you know, as as we're all feeling now, we have a, a huge, like super huge long way to go. Mm-hmm. in terms of the race relations within this country. Yeah. But I I think that, you know, up until what the 60s or the 70s interracial marriages were illegal, oh, I think true. that it's still like people still frown up upon it. Not so much now than they even they mm-hmm. did they did 20 years ago, mm-hmm. but people still like look at it as something risque and mm-hmm. forbidden and naughty when mm-hmm. it's really just two people caring and loving for each other. Yeah. Or two people who are just passionate about each other and maybe there isn't love involved, you know? Or maybe um, there's mind-blowing sex involved. Exactly. 100%. Um, so in your in your household, when you were a little girl, so let's go back more than 20 years. Yeah. Uh, now, now I just want to sound like you're really old. Sorry, take that back. <laughs> no, I'm 45 and loving it. So okay, it's good. perfectly okay to say. <laughs> but I want to go back like maybe 30 years. Like when yeah. you were a little kid and, and you're like in elementary or junior high, right? And you start going through that whole thing where you like boys. Right. Was it a thing in your household in your or in your community if that boy that you had a crush on was black? Um, quite honestly, I wouldn't know because 
up until high school, like if we're talking about like grade school, when you, when you first start noticing boys and you hold your hand that hold their hand at reading time and stuff like that. Um, up until I was in high school, I lived in a very, very small town in Minnesota and we did not have, I did not have any black people in, in grade school, in junior high. I did not have any black girls, black boys, in, um, in those classes, mm-hmm. I did, um, when I moved to senior high, which was for us, it was grade uh, 10, 11, and 12, mm-hmm. there were only two wow. um, African-American or Black people in my high school, and they were brother and sister. Mm-hmm. So I did not have any of that background to really say that it was frowned upon when I was in sixth grade, because it just wasn't an option. So I grew up in Austin, Texas, and in the 70s and 80s, and Austin's very diverse and always has been. As far as I'm concerned, it just seems like it's always been diverse. Yeah. Um, and in the 70s and 80s, I swear, it was like growing up in Sesame Street. Like my childhood in Austin was so Sesame Street oriented, so diverse. Um, I would have killed for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it wasn't until I left Austin that I went through culture shock to understand that that's not really what the rest of the country is like. Um, so for me, of course, I had little black boyfriends. I had little Latino boyfriends. I had little white boyfriends. I, there were times I was, I was a little slut. Even back then, I would have two or three boyfriends at a time, you know, of different colors. Because um, I was a little kid, right? And little boys liked me and I liked their attention. And so, you know, for me, it was never a thing. The thing in my household was I wasn't supposed to have a boyfriend, period. Oh, but it, for, for my dad, who was super strict, it wasn't about color. It was about, you know, you're in the third grade. What the fuck are you doing with a boyfriend? Wonder. So, um, yeah. So he was like one of those like super strict Mexican-American fathers. I couldn't even have a boyfriend, not even like until high school. Um, but, you know, of course I did have boyfriends and or right. boys that I held hands with, like you described. And um, yeah. I, I had, you know, black boyfriends and white boyfriends, Latino boyfriends. So for me, it was never a thing. And I didn't know it was a thing until high school. Okay. So how old were you though, when you first dated a black man? Well, I guess a young man, because if, if it was college yeah. um, or, you know, or, or became really attracted to black men. I would say um, the attraction came while I was um, probably 11th and 12th grade. Um, I can say honestly that I, I did not date in high school, not because I wasn't permitted or allowed. It's just, I had, I had my eyes on the prize, so to speak that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was from, like I said, uh, from a really, really small town in Minnesota, I'm talking like 20,000 people, one high school type stuff. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I knew when I was in 11th grade that, I was going to college in Chicago. So Um, I didn't really pay anyone any kind of attention, mm -hmm. not to mention, you know, growing up in your 11th and 12th grade. And, you know, I've always been plus size and that's not what your football player quarterback guy Mm -hmm. wants because everything's Mm -hmm. like just superficial as fuck in high school. Um, So, I just had my 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 sight set on something different, so there wasn't really a ton of options in my mind. 
So mm-hmm. when I went to college, I, t- I, I step back. I mean, I did my junior and senior year of high school. I did notice myself, whether it was watching MTV or watching a basketball game or watching sports or, you know, or movies or something like that. I did notice that I was far, far more attracted to black men than I was their white counterpart in any of those capacities. Okay. Before we go into college, I have to ask. So then who were like your celebrity black male crushes when you were in high school? I am like 1,020% Alonzo Mourning from the Charlotte Hornets. I, okay, I'm assuming that's basketball? Yes. He was okay. he <laughs> played and then got drafted to uh, the Charlotte Hornets, and he uh-huh. was the center. So we're talking like 6'9", super hot, super uh-huh. talented. Like he was the end all be all of my high school crushes and like funny story. I met him in person like two years ago and I immediately um, texted my ex-boyfriend who always thought it was so funny that I was just in love with Alonzo Mourning. And I, I texted my ex, mind you, and I'm like, guess who I just met? <laughs> and it was like, it was like hell of vindication and awesomeness all rolled into one. <laughs> so did you have like posters of him like in your bedroom? Oh, your no, I was like a hair metal brat. Like I, okay. I had put like posters of like poison and mm-hmm. like slaughter and all of that <laughs> shit. Um, my music tastes did not were, were like super hair metal oriented when I was in high school, mm-hmm. which completely contradicted the fact that like I watched basketball and collected basketball cards and had the hots for Alonzo Morning. I was just I, I think very <laughs> diverse beyond my years. So then you moved to Chicago and you go to college. Moved to Chicago, went to college, um, lost my virginity to a black guy named Terrell. And yeah, and then was, it was like a whole new world. It was a whole new world opened up. And then I became a slut. So, and then since then, you've just continued to date black men. Um, about 95 to 98% of the time, yes. And it's not an exclusive thing with you. You're not one of those women who are like, I only date black men. For you, it yeah. seems to be a preference, but it's not like that's your steadfast role. 100%. Um, so I've, I went ahead and did some research. I did some research in that I talked to my other friends yes. <laughs> and, who also date black men. Um, and these are all women who are not black themselves. And okay. um so I talked to my friend Martina, who was part one of the dating bad dating stories, and she also dates black men about ninety five to ninety percent of the time. Also, with her, it is not a steadfast rule. And I want to make it clear: Martina's white. It is not a steadfast rule for her. It's not an exclusivity thing. So I asked her, "Why? What is your thing about dating black men?" And she said, "Black men are the only men who like me," and that has always been that way with her. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, if, if, if that's what you're attracting into your life, that's kind of like why you would fall into a certain pattern. Um, with me, I, like I said, you know, I, growing up in Austin, it was diverse, you know, men of many different colors. Then I went to high school in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, which is puro Mexicano, just yes. all Mexicans. And so that's all I dated, but that's because that's all there really was to date. Um, and then when I moved back to Austin for college, so I'm back in the middle of diversity, I went back to my old habits, dating white guys, dating white right. guys, dating, you know, a Latino man. Um, and then, and then, as you know, I ended up marrying a white guy for like 22 fucking years. So when I come out of that, um, it just became like a, a habit for me again, to go back to my diverse ways where it's just like, I, I, if they're, as long as they're cute, that's all I ever right. seem to care about. As long as they're good looking, um, that's my, that's my whole thing. So that's been the pattern with me. But, um, when I came out of the divorce originally, like I said, it just fell back into this old pattern, but then for some reason, and I'm not sure when it hit, maybe a year after my divorce, I really did fall into a, I want to say a heat (laughs) for about then. It became like this, um, it wasn't really an obsession, but it felt like heat. Like all I wanted was black dick. <laughs> I know. And it, it was just like, it's all I really wanted. And then it really became a thing with me where it's like, I, you know, I mainly online date. So I'm mainly on the apps. And it's like, I wasn't always swiping left on the white guys and always swiping right, right on the white, on the black guys. And, um, and that was just became like a thing. It's like a year long phase, maybe where it was just like, I could only have black dick. I only wanted black dick. Um, and then it got to a point where I found myself objectifying black men. Really? I, I feel like shit about that because, um, you know, I, I don't like being objectified just by anyone. And no, no, not at all. I'm not readily available for just anyone. And I wasn't put here on the earth to, um, satisfy the passions of men and black men were not put here on this earth to satisfy my passions. And, um, and it it really felt bad. So what happened was I went, was at Sprouts and I was at, you know, just shopping for groceries. And I, in my head, I thought, Ooh, hot black guy. Yeah. And then my logical self sort of stepped in and goes, you can't even see what he looks like. The guy, the dude was wearing a hoodie and you know, I could see black skin but I couldn't see his face. I couldn't really see his body because I think we were like in an aisle or he was on a different aisle. So I can, I could, he was only, I could only partially see him. And that's when it, it dawned on me. I was like, holy fucking shit. I am objectifying black man. This has got to stop. Yeah. So I have worked on that. I've stopped doing that. Um, or at least really, you, you acknowledge it when you do it, which I think is half, half the battle, right? Yeah, well, I just I just don't do anymore. I just don't allow myself to when I'm out sprouts where I'm at when I'm anywhere. I've I've actually have decided to just I think I'm falling into a habit where I objectify all men, um, <laughs> and I just I need to just stop doing that because not all men are here and available for my my sexual satisfaction. Is it Maya Angelou who said, "When you know better, you do better"? It sounds. It sounds like something wise enough for her to say. Right. So I'm, you know, I know better. And so I'm trying to do better. But um, what you didn't know that I revealed to you, and which I think is going to surprise many listeners, is that um, there is a cliche, a stereotype um, within the Mexican-American community. 
I, I'm not going to say it with all Latina community because I, I really don't know. I don't know if Colombians do this. I don't know if Cubanos do this. I don't know, you know, um, other Latin races do this, but I know Mexican, Mexican Americans do this for sure. And that is that, um, there is a stereotype that, um, when a Mexican American woman hits her middle ages, she goes through this heat that I went through specifically for black men. It is a common cliche that when a Mexican American woman divorces in her middle age, she is definitely going to start dating black men. And that's exactly what I did. I was middle aged. And when you told me that, that was so weird to me. I had no idea, no clue. I mean, middle age divorce, I'm Mexican American. And then I went through that fever with black men and it's like, Oh my and there are God, worse I'm things fucking... you could do than getting divorced right? and having sex but with you know what? I don't want to be a cliche, you know? So there's something to this stereotype. There's something to this cliche. I wish somebody would do a study on this. Right. Um, but it really did become like a, a, a fever for me. It became a heat. Well, like I felt like a, a bitch in heat. And, and honestly, what we talked about earlier too is that, you know, I've always felt that people will look at me that I'm a cliche as well because mm-hmm. um, being a plus size white lady, I think it's very, it's very prevalent that, you know, a lot of black men are not, you know, ashamed of that or not intimidated by that or anything. Whereas a lot of white, white guys are, they're more like, They've been more superficial in in my experience, and so I all I often feel very very similar, but for different reasons. So is that a common thing amongst the white community that it's like, oh, if she's a bigger sized white girl, she's going to be dating black guys? Like, is that the? I don't know know if it's necessarily. I don't think that that people are surprised when they see a plus size white girl dating a black guy. I don't think it's Mm -hmm. surprising. I don't know if it's necessarily like, oh, so-and-so is going to go get him a big white girl. I don't think it's anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just don't think Mm -hmm. it's surprising when it happens, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I talked to my another friend of mine who's also white and she also dates black men. Now she is more like me where she just basically dates anyone who's good looking or anyone she thinks is attractive. 100%. Absolutely. Um, but, um, I asked her about, I asked her, is there a difference between dating black men and white men? And I was really hoping to talk to more women and get the answer of no, there's no difference, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm finding and I'm going to be really honest, and this might be shocking to, you know, listeners don't come out and saying this. I'm finding that women do really have a differentiation between white men, what it's like to date white men and what it's like to date black men. And what she said to me, which I think aligns with what you just said is she said, well, her first response was, I'm more comfortable with black men. Mm-hmm. So then I said, is that because of your sexual inhibitions? Like maybe you feel like you can be less inhibited when you're with a black man, or is that because of your body image issues? And she said both. white men can be judgmental about my body and my sexual desires and when I'm with a black man I feel fully comfortable she's like I feel more comfortable being lying naked next to a black man than I do not lying next naked to a white man is that kind of what you're talking about I I would agree with that statement wow 100 percent 
I mean, let's face it, growing up fat or growing up plus size or whatever, mm-hmm. not a pleasant experience. There's mm-hmm. a lot. And I think honestly, like, you know, as this episode progress progresses, I'm going to mm-hmm. end up like, this will be my therapy for the week. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, in certain aspects, like there were white guys that made fun of me who who were bigger themselves, mind you, but they made fun of me because I was a plus size girl. Yeah. And I think like I've never received that from anyone who was black. Mm. Male or female, mind you. Like I was mm-hmm. always just fun Michelle or cool Michelle or doing mm-hmm. this or, you know, or it was about who I was intrinsically versus you know, that I was like the big girl. So if I, I've never experienced um, any sort of like shame about my body or about my sexual desires from white men. But if I, that ever happened to me, I really actually would write off white men permanently and be like, I'm never fucking dating white men because those motherfuckers have tried to shame my body. Yeah. Because they made me feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. And I don't, I, I honestly, at the end of the day, I don't know why I prefer, I mean, you know, when I say, I, I don't say exclusively, but let's be yeah. real. I think it's about 95 to 98% of the time mm-hmm. I will, um, I will only date black guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just, it just goes to show that like, your traumas of your past affect who you are today. Right. But like, mm-hmm. if anyone were to come up to me now and say that I would tell them to go to hell. Right. But when yeah. you're like 16, mm-hmm. you just, you just kind of like file that away and remember it. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I turned 19 and moved and had amazing, amazing experiences with, you know, people in general and people of all races in general, I, um, you know, it, it makes you grow in a way that is completely different mm-hmm. and it makes you accepting of everyone who had been, you know, really accepting of you and who you are versus yeah. like your image that you project. And yeah. I think honestly, just like, Everything from, you know, finding black men more attractive, which, I mean, you can't really pinpoint why you just like who you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, looking back on it, okay, well, this guy's cute, this guy's cute. Mm-hmm. And then when you, when you grow up and you're not feeling that quote unquote love from people or, or boys of your own race, then all of a sudden you be, you're showered with attention by someone of a different race. You're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, and that's kind of where it hit me. But at the end of the day, I mean, I still give everyone a chance, mm-hmm. but I'm just far more attractive and far more comfortable with, with men that are black and truth be told, even with some of my, my, my girlfriends that are black, I'm far more comfortable with them. Oh, interesting. I mean, and I'm like, a like, 
I'm like a weird chubby white girl. Like it, it is what it is. And, but I feel <laughs> that like some of my tried and true friends mm-hmm. are, are black and mm-hmm. we just go about our way because we know that neither of us are judging each other except for who we are as a person. Like yeah. if it's a white person or a black person, I'll call you out for being a dick. Yeah. That's as far as it goes. Like it's all personality and heart based. I want to bust some myths. Yeah. And, um, and talk about some certain, certain, I don't know, again, stereotypes. Um, but there's been, you know, I've seen it, I've seen it mainly in entertainment. Um, there was an episode of Sex in the City where Samantha dates um, a black man and his sister is like, oh, hell no. Um, and then I've, I've, I can't think of other places where I've seen entertainment, but it seems to be an ongoing theme, um, an ongoing idea that we're trying to be fed, that black women sort of have a claim on black men and they don't want women from other races dating black men. I have never experienced that from black women. And I have only ever known black women who are like me date whomever they're attracted to. It's not even about, I've I've never met black women who only date black men and I'm sure they exist. I just don't know them personally. Um, I have a one black female friend who will only date white men. For some reason, she seems to be only attracted to white men. Um, But have you ever experienced something? Have you ever had a, a black woman be like, Oh no, you cannot be dating men from my race like has anyone ever like set some sort of rules for you um well I don't really let people yeah of course rules for me, <laughs> uh, as you know yeah. um but you know I can say that when I was in college uh-huh. um I had you know I had a couple girlfriends who you know at that point like we were all freshmen in college there was a group of us that met and a couple of them I'm still really good friends with to this day. Mm-hmm. A couple of them were just kind of friends in the moment. And the people who were more friends in the moment, um, they were both, um, the, these girls were both black. And nothing was ever really said to me, but there was definitely a vibe and a feeling like, you know, we only have, and I think, and I, you know, I have to preface it by saying this is 20 years ago, Yeah. but the idea at that point was there's so, there's so few good black men. Why are these white bitches taking them? Mm. Which truth be told, if I was, I was in the, you know, I was in their shoes, I would mm-hmm. probably see, feel the same way. My, you know, my good friends at the time that I remain close to, to this day, never saw a problem with it because Mm -hmm. they were much like me where nothing was judged superficially, Mm -hmm. where everyone was like, oh, she's hella cool. She can date whoever Mm -hmm. she wants to and, you know, and stuff like that. So I think it just kind of depends on the person. I also think that if you're worried about stealing any man, you know, black, white, green, whatever, that you have a lot of insecurity that you need to deal with. True. True. Well, I've never countered some angry black woman 
who's telling me I cannot date black men. Like I just, to me, that <laughs> kind of falls with the myths. Like I just don't see black women who behave that way. I just, yeah. I, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure there are Latino women who are like, get mad if somebody's dating, you know, Latino men, you know, I'm sure it, we definitely know there are white women who get mad if white men date outside their race, you know? Oh, 100%. Uh, there's, yeah. there's asshole, like my philosophy, there's assholes in every race and there's amazing people in every race. And exactly. if you're an asshole, you're going to find an asshole. It doesn't matter what race they're in. If you're an amazing person, you're going to surround your, yourself with amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I have, I have seen it, but like we were talking about, I honestly, I also felt that it was probably just due to the time period. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't foresee that if I, if I was hanging out with these ladies now mm-hmm. that they would have any single problem. I mean, we were mm-hmm. all like 19 years old and yeah. thrust in an extremely new and diverse college situation. So yeah. of course, you know, people are going to bring in different attitudes and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I was never, I, I will tell you that I was never in a million years like disrespected or tormented mm-hmm. the way that I was when I was in high school for being, mm-hmm. for being plus size. I will yeah. tell you that. Yeah. I'm sure maturity is going to have a lot to do with it. One hundred percent. Like that. you know, yeah. you, you realize that things are beyond your control, and mm-hmm. love and and sexual attraction are two of those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I think transcends, you know, any kind of of craziness and stereotypes. Well, again, on stereotypes, I want to go on record and say, and you can you can contradict me if you okay. want to, but I want to go on record and say. That not all black men have big dicks. Oh my god, no, not at Thank all. Thank you. That is such a fucking myth. My, um, I like, and I swear he's not listening to this, so I don't care. My <laughs> ex boyfriend of about ten years was the exception that proved that rule. The rule was all men, all black men had big dicks. He was the one who didn't, and just proved oh. the rule. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. well, for me, it's been like a fifty-fifty thing. For me, it's been. of the black men I've dated or had sex with had big dicks. 50% of them had either average. Actually, I don't think I've ever dated a black man with a tiny dick. So yeah, average size, like, you know, six inches. Yeah. I mean, my, my ex was not horrifically endowed, but he was Mm -hmm. definitely on the average to small size. Um, Mm -hmm. I've obviously dated slash slept with, a slew of, of black guys since then who have mm-hmm. gone more to the average to large, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm fine. Like I'm fine with. Yeah. Clearly. Cause yeah. I'm a lady. Um, <laughs> it's, I think, you know, I, it is, it is a myth. I mean, I yes. think it's as big of a myth as saying like all Asian guys have tiny dicks. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, myth. I, I don't believe or how all white women do this or how all Mexican women do this. I I Mm -hmm. don't, I think there's obviously a truth to observation, Mm -hmm. but I don't think there's a, you know, a stereotype that's, that's really real, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I wish the whole 
black men have big dicks was real because oh, yeah. I am. Unlike you, I'm not quite the lady. I'm more of a size queen. Like I love big dicks. And oh, I know you do, girl. I <laughs> and I wish it was true that all black men have big dicks because that would be an easy win for me. Then I would be right. like, oh, I will only ever date black men because I only want black dick. Why would I mean big dick? Why would I? Um, take a chance on a white guy or a Latino man, you know, like I only want big dick, so I will only date black men. But the truth of the matter is, it ain't that easy. And there are plenty of black men that I've dated who, you know, unfortunately disappointed me with a six incher, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, and I've, I've seen it both ways. I have, you know, being, you know, in my early 20s, I was sleeping with someone that was honestly so big that it hurt. Um, and then, and, and his phone number is in the whole dating thing. I got, I remember having this conversation with one black guy who was, you know, on Bumble talking about his sexual prowess and Mm -hmm. the size of his anatomy and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Good to know. Like very, because like when you're having a conversation with someone that's not personally what gets me going and gets Mm -hmm. me into you. Right. Um, and he's like, well, I thought as a big girl, you would appreciate that. And I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, just because I'm plus size does not mean I have a plus size vagina. And so that's another stereotype, isn't it? Yes. Fucker. That was so offensive that he said that. 100%. Oh, and I let him know clearly because that's my MO, but it, no, 100% because he, he was then stereotyping me, thinking that I was stereotyping him, which mm. honestly I wasn't. I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a prude where I get offended by that. But if I'm just talking to you on Bumble, like four sentences in, I don't need to hear about your dick size. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's my preference. I like to be mm-hmm. treated like the lady I proclaim to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just kind of weird. Like I, um, I think overwhelmingly, um, it, you know, it's the stereotype is, I guess it's, it's more real to, than not, but there mm-hmm. are, but like, it's not a general thing. So do you think that black men stereotype bigger sized white women thinking oh she is gonna like me because I'm black I mean do, do you feel like a reverse type of I don't want to say a prejudice but a a, a, a notion a, a notion or a judgment that isn't necessarily true about you um I honestly don't know okay I um I think obviously if if they're talking about me guess what your mm-hmm. your perception is true um but like I know like I have plenty of plus size friends that aren't attracted to black men and that's fine it leaves more Mm -hmm. for us um but 
like, I, I just, I, I honestly don't know. I've never posed that question. I might need to. But I mean, if it's working in your benefit, then. Right. No, 100%. <laughs> don't it. I don't, like, you know, I, I can't, I can't proclaim some big epiphany about it because I mm-hmm. am that girl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like, but I do know a lot of my plus size friends aren't attracted to black guys and and that's fine. You know, I, I, I bring it up because then I could be stereotyped too, as I just talked about the middle-aged Mexican American woman. Right. I wonder, I mean, now I'm beginning to think like, what if there are black men out there who are also familiar with the stereotype and they're like, they look at me and they're like, Oh, middle-aged Latina. She's going to love me. And, and I mean, be right. I, very, very well could be, to be quite honest with you. They could be looking at you and saying, middle-aged Latina woman. Um, oh, look at her. She's a plus-size white girl. Like, I am on my shit tonight. But, I mean, I honestly don't know. I haven't posed that question. I need to find a black man and interview him and ask him these things. I kind of think that, yeah, and then you need to let me know. Yeah. Like, do you automatically think that big white girls and middle-aged Latina girls are <laughs> Latinas? Like, I'm just automatically going to want you. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I would love to know that answer, too. I would I want to know. know. Now. Oh, my God. Okay. That would be amazing. So, uh, another stereotype or uh, another myth. Um about black men eating pussy. I have never met a man, a black man who does not eat. No, I have pussy. a nightmare. I have a nightmare. And, there, and every black man who's ever eaten my pussy and ass has been extraordinarily good at it. 100%. So, I will. Bravo. I will. 100%. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I mean, at one like, time, I. I was with this black man and um, we were, you know, we're, we're naked, we're in my bed, we're getting intimate and we're kissing. And he goes, I want to sip on you. Yeah. He said, sip, sip. I was like, oh, and it, here's a straw. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, like, and this goes like, I, and I'm just, I'm going to throw out the stereotype because. I feel that black guys are so much more in tune with what women want and they're just sexier about it. So that was the other thing I want to bring up is about, again, this difference between black man and white man are black men. Oh God, I don't want to be too controversial. Are black men better in bed than white men? Um, it's like it's a scary question to, to answer, no, right? I I'm gonna go on record and say, in my experience, yes. Uh huh. And that's just my experience. I mean, yeah. The the few non-black men that I have been with have, mm-hmm. I mean, they've been okay. They haven't just been overzealous, mm-hmm. if, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I think. I think that like, at least from, from my personal experience, the black guys that I've been with have been like hella into me and, and what we can accomplish together, both inside and out of the bedroom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I have not met one that does not like to eat pussy. I, but I have also not 
met one that has fallen short of anything a white guy would be on top of, if that makes sense. Like if, if like a white guy was a hundred, every black guy that I know would be like 150 in terms of their, just their experimentation, their enthusiasm, if you will, Mm -hmm. in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, interestingly enough, the best sex I ever had, which I've talked about on this podcast and with you personally, was in February. Right. And um, he is mixed. He is half white and half black. And he completely looks like a white man. You would never in a million years think that he is half black. And it's funny because, well, so, so just to go on the whole, like, you know, black men versus white men type of thing, um, this guy was mixed and best sex I've ever had. And I've had sex with like a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, and he is definitely the best. So he was mixed. So for me, it's almost like, uh, I don't really know what the answer is because the best I've ever had was both white and black. Um, and number <laughs> two, I actually had said to him, I was like, you know, it's really funny because you look like a white boy but you fuck like a black man. <laughs> I love it. And I, I loved it too, except that he pointed something out to me that I'm wondering if other listeners heard it when I said it. He said, I noticed when you say white, you say boy, but when you say black, you say man. And I was like, holy shit, that's racist. Interesting, and I, felt really, I felt really bad. And I, that's an other thing I am working on right now is that if I use the term men, or guys, when I'm referring to black men, then I make sure to use the exact same term when referring to white men. Um, it boys can be a boy and boys can be a condescending word, right? And um, and I, I I really believe that when I said it in that moment, and any time I've ever said it before, then it has been said out of um, a subconscious, um, condes- condescending kind of tone. Yeah. Um, so I'm working on making sure that I don't say white boys anymore. And I just, well, I mean, unless I'm and, talking about children, you know, and question for you, I think it's mm-hmm. also, you know, and, and this is just my observation mm-hmm. in the matter. Um, I think it's also because recently the whole culture of the quote unquote fuck boy B O I has mm-hmm. been extremely prevalent and you never, never hear of, of like any other race aside from a white man referred to as a fuckboy. Oh, you know what? On Twitter, on social media, I have noticed um, the younger millennials. Yes. The ones who borderline with Gen Z. Um, I actually have heard younger millennial black women say, uh, refer to other black young black men as fuckboys. Really? If they've been fuckboyed. Yeah. So I that actually isn't I think generationally speaking, we can expect fuckboy behavior from, you know, men over 40, um, more so from white men than I think from other, any other race. Yeah. I think for the older millennials as well, the millennials that are kind of like on that older age range of being millennial where they're closer yeah. to gen x range um i've i've noticed also the same pattern with them but what i've noticed is that the younger millennials and the older gen z's um there right. are actually young black men who are um also displaying fuckboy behavior 
I see. And I think that's, you know, I am like straight 100% Gen X girl. Yes. Yeah. Um, as are you. Yes. And Although so I, do I guess men, I so. see it on social media. <laughs> it's so like, I'm thinking like when I hear of fuck a boy, mm-hmm. so, you know, quote unquote, um, I honestly think of a 24 year old Arizona state, <laughs> like guy named Chad, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's where my mind goes. Good, bad, or otherwise. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend that I am amazing at my stereotypes. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's it, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I also think, well, just, you know, as, as I'm, I, excuse me, as I talk this out, mm-hmm. I also think that when, um, when you call a black man a boy, it's derogatory. And so yeah. I have always not done that. Yeah. Because it's a child. Yes. Yeah. Where, uh, and, but like, I, and I guess maybe, you know, my mistake and going to your point, I'm trying to be more cognizant about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never, I would never think that I was being disrespectful if I called a white guy a boy. Oh. But I, I do if I would, if I said that to a black man. So for me being Latina, um, anytime I use the term boy, it is um, me being condescending. It is me sort of, you know, and I obviously was looking down on white men when right. I made that comment. And yeah. um, and I think in other times, and, and it doesn't justify it, but again, I want to reiterate, I was married to a white man for 22 years yeah. and it ended in divorce. So I think when you divorce a white man, that maybe you kind of walk away with a little bit of bitterness against white men. And maybe you've and, earned the point to call them boys. Well, I don't know if I've earned it. I don't think that, again, After it's the 20 whole, years, yeah, you probably did. It's the Maya <laughs> Angelou thing. You know, when you know better, you do better. And so in that moment, yes. when, and, this, and this is Air Force Man who I've talked about before. So when Air Force Man calls me out on that, yes. I realize that now I know better, I need to do better. So I'm well, making and sure I think, to you know, And I honestly think that that is a very, very admirable thing. Thank you. 100%. I try to be a better person. I try. I, mean, I, don't, I, I guess, you know, in all honesty, Laura, I've never paid attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I've always called them guys, maybe. Yeah. But like, I'm not offended if someone calls me a girl, like I'll call myself a girl, right? Um, But yeah, I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I appreciate mm-hmm everything that you're doing for, you know, for your personal growth. I don't mm-hmm. think it, you know, I don't think that you're a bad person because you call a white man, a boy. Thank you. Yes. But <laughs> I certainly don't want to offend any mixed men that I might be bringing in my household. You don't want to offend anyone <laughs> that you're bringing in your household. True. True. <laughs> but especially when it's a man who's like the greatest sex I've ever had. Um, Which, yeah, one hundred percent. You definitely don't want to offend best sex you ever had. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you having this open, honest discussion with me. Absolutely, anytime. And I know you're dating a black man right now. Actually, he's mixed, isn't he? He is mixed. Yeah, the person that I'm dating right now, I 
honestly don't know how long it's going to last. It might last another week. It might last forever. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. As, as, as we all know with, with our relationships. But yeah, he is he is mixed. He is black mm-hmm. and Italian. And yeah, he's quite lovely. He sounds yummy. He is yummy. He's mm. very yummy. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish you the best of luck as you continue to date all men. But <laughs> well, um, thank you. Honestly, you know, I am rooting for you know a, a great, gorgeous black man to permanently just you know sweep you off your feet. Um, I am one hundred percent on you know on that on that route too. I think it will be an awesome, beautiful, sexy black man that sweeps me off my feet forever. Well, thank you, Michelle, for coming back on the show. I really appreciate it. This is a great conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You know I love this. And that brings us to the end of our discussion about dating black men. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Um, I tried to keep it as honest and respectful as I could. I hope it gave you some insight. If you are a single woman and you are not black and you date black men and you've been feeling like, God, why is this such a fucking thing? Know that you're not alone. Um, All of us who are not black but date black men are also feeling that exact same weirdness that comes from the rest of society who uh, seem to notice it and make it a thing. So just keep doing your thing, okay, girl? And date who who you want and who you're attracted to and what feels comfortable for you. And just keep doing you, you know? So... Again, thanks for listening. Um, If you have any comments that you'd like to make about this conversation or any previous podcast episodes, or perhaps you want to suggest a topic for a future episode, please visit my website at thereareno-nice-guys.com. I have a contact form. And if you could just sort of give me your feedback or ask a question, I will get back to you and I appreciate it. Again, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when I will be bringing on a friend of mine who during this pandemic has experienced the breakup of her very long-term relationship. I told you guys it was happening. So we're bringing in someone to talk to you about what it's like to break up during a pandemic. See you then.